that you consider Johnny to be a close friend and you cared very much about Mr. Depp. Is that correct? Okay, we're listening to... He became to a close friend and I didn't care very much about him. I still care very much about him. All right. Could you please describe that relationship that you had with Mr. Depp up until, I think you said, December of 2015? Sure. Um, okay, Mr. Depp and I first met, Amber invited me over to his house with my then partner, girlfriend. I don't know if she was my fiance yet or not. Um, and I think February of 2013, right at the beginning of 2013. Um, and we all hung out, the four of us hung out in his house, um, in his living room and just kind of talked and got to know each other. And it was sweet. I was mostly hanging out with Amber and kind of meeting this person. It was a trip to meet someone like that, you know, and see his house. And he was very friendly and very welcoming and very kind. Um, and then the next time we saw each other was at, um, Amber and I both like to do what we call family dinners. So we invite people over and cook for them and, and have a dinner party. And um, Amber did an elaborate family dinner at her house. And Johnny and I and my ex and Amber and I believe Whitney were there. I don't know if anyone else was there. I'm sure somebody, other people were there. I don't remember. Um, and Johnny and I really connected at that dinner. We were sitting either opposite each other or just catty corner from each other. And um, I left feeling really intense connection to him. And I was like, well, yeah, sure. Everybody probably feels an intense connection to him because of who he is. I'll forget it. It's ridiculous. And then a couple of days later, um, Amber had another dinner, some such, such a dinner at her house. And... Uh, Johnny and I had another really good time and, and felt very connected and really laughed a lot and whatever. And um, at the end of the dinner, as I was standing to leave with my ex, Johnny came up to me and said, um, I, I don't really know how to say this because it doesn't happen to me very often, but I think I love you. <laughs> and I felt strange because I felt the same way and I said that's funny because I had that same experience after the last dinner party too and then we joked about how crazy and ridiculous that felt um, and we exchanged phone numbers and then he he texted me wanting to talk about Amber a couple of times and I felt that it was like kind of violating her privacy so I said that I was happy to be friendly with him and happy to, um, I don't remember exactly what I said, but something to the effect of like, you know, I, I'm happy to be, to give advice or to, to help you guys stay in concert with each other, but I don't want to um, violate anybody's privacy with the other one and he I think he really respected that and really liked that because he also values his privacy greatly um, 
Perfect. And then, yeah, I was in L.A. for a couple more months. And I don't know, I think maybe we hung out more during that period. I'm not sure. I don't remember if they came to New York during the next stretch of time or what happened, but um, basically by the summer, I came back to L.A. to write um, and had a very bad breakup with that fiancé and was going through some things personally that Johnny, um, you know, he was like, I recognize what's happening for you. Uh, it was like particularly bad anxiety-related, trauma-related things. Um, and he, I, I didn't expect him to offer me any support around that stuff, but he just was like, wait, I see what you're going through. Um, you know, this is my experience of it. I have the same thing and let's talk about it. And like, if you need anything, I'm here. And I was like, thank you so much. You know, I didn't really expect that. Um, I went back to New York for to be with my family for a couple days or maybe a week or something and um, it was very painful to be there and he had said if it's painful to be there you know, just let me know and come back and stay here and so I did and I came back and I originally was going to stay at Amber's house because um, she kept her apartment for a number of years while they were together even though she stayed at his house a lot um, that she paid for etc and I she was you know the person that I had known longer so I felt more comfortable being in her house and then um, the consensus was that I should be closer to them and so they said oh there's this house that's just sitting empty at the end of the street just stay there and I was very hesitant because I didn't want to take advantage of him and he was insistent and he was very kind about it and he said that he understood fully what having PTSD and anxiety could do and that he wanted to help. Um, so I, I went and I stayed there. And then that was, I'm guessing, in August of 2013. And then in September, I think, Amber went to England to shoot a movie. Um, so I was there, and Johnny and I would hang out on our own. And Johnny doesn't have a ton of friends. Um, because he can't and um, I would go up and hang out with him you know we really enjoyed each other we really liked each other and so we would just hang out you know on a daily basis eat dinner or, or watch movies and I'd hang out with his kids and got you know very like into like a very sweet uncle niece nephew relationship with his kids and they called me Uncle Io and um Mr. Teller, right, uh, did you ever call Mr. Deb brother or your brother, refer to him as your brother? Yes, I did. Now, I'm going to take you to paragraph five of Deb exhibit number one, and uh, Mr. Presidio asked you about this paragraph as well, and at the end of it, you had said, and he could be incredibly mean and vicious, especially when he was drunk or high. What did you mean by that? What I meant by that was... On a number of occasions, um, I saw, you know, Amber or he, I think, also would ask me to come and help. He and I had more of a, like, mano a mano kind of relationship, and she and I had a... I, I was kind of, like, the only person that would check either of them, um for a while 
and so they would both ask me to do that with each other um, so I saw him for example I remember there was a time when um, it was very late at night I was down the hill so I went up the hill and he was outside by the pool with a glass of what I understood to be whiskey and she was inside crying um, and very upset in the kitchen I think and then I went outside and talked to him for a long time um, situations like that or um, <coughs> And he would say things, he said something to me that night that I, I thought, that night by the pool where I thought, Jesus Christ, you know, um, things like, she's gonna, you know, all she's got is her looks and, you know, she has no talent and when her tits start to sag um, and her face gets wrinkly, nobody's gonna be interested in her um, for anything she's so she you know better like to figure out another way to survive and shit like that sorry pardon me things like that and um, I also witnessed him um, when Amber was in England Marilyn Manson and Paul Bettany came over at one point and there was a great deal of cocaine and alcohol involved that I witnessed them doing together. Um, I don't specifically recall if Mr. Bettany did or did not partake in the cocaine um, or really much of anything except things that he said and his personality, but um, Mr. Manson and Mr. Depp partook in a lot of cocaine. What, if anything, did Mr. Depp tell you about his struggles with drugs and alcohol. And um, we sat on the couch and he told me a number of things. He told me about his childhood. He told me about growing up in Kentucky. He told me about growing up in very poor and how his mom was verbally and physically abusive. He told me that when he was very, very young, like 13 or something, he started drinking and taking drugs, I think, or at least drinking quite heavily. He was even kind of like... Yeah, it's crazy, I know. But I've been doing it my whole life. I'm built like a tank. And so that was kind of the nature of the conversation. Um, and he told me that he had struggled with ever not drinking or ever not doing drugs. And he also told me that he didn't particularly enjoy being sober. Um, but that, you know, express shame or regret about times that he had been inebriated to the point of falling down or embarrassing himself, you know, urinating on himself, things like that. When his children were around, told me that um, in his relationships with himself, you know, urinating on himself, things like that, when his children were around, experienced great bouts of jealousy in relationships that had that had also led to a lot of drinking and a lot of um, rage activities. Um, he told me that that happened with Winona. He told me that that happened with um, Kate and 
sorry, Winona Ryder and Kate Moss. He told me that that had happened with Vanessa Parody. Mr. Tillett Wright, um, what, if any, observations did you make about Mr. Depp abusing OxyContin? Over the course of those two years, Mr. Depp told me verbatim that he was addicted to OxyContin. Um, and I have a text message from him where he expresses that uh, it's extraordinarily hard to kick and that it, um, I don't remember exactly the words that he uses, but he, he, he referred to it to me verbally many times as like the hardest thing that he's ever tried to kick which he's tried to kick most things. He said it was harder than heroin. Um, so he, he was very um, open and verbose about OxyContin, having gotten addicted to OxyContin. So what, if any, observations did you make uh, about Mr. Deb smoking cigarettes and joints, marijuana? Mr. Deb. As far as I could see, always had a cigarette or joint in his mouth at all times, to the point where I was confused about how he could function. He also showed me his marijuana closet that had, I don't know, tens and tens of pounds of weed in it. What, if any, observations did you make while you were staying at Sweetser? I think you said that was August 2013 through May of 2014 with respect to uh, the type of alcohol and the amount of alcohol that Mr. Depp was consuming. When I saw Mr. Depp drink, um, it was often hard liquor. I believe it was whiskey and gin and tequila, maybe. Um, could also be vodka. I don't know. He had a full bar in his, in 80, the house that they, with his recording studio in it, that they mostly stayed in. So, um, I know whiskey for sure. And there was also red wine, a lot of red wine. It looks like he's bulked up, so I hope that, that he is indeed. When you talk about the whiskey the and the red wine, how much did you observe Mr. Depp consume on any given occasion of those? Uh, I don't know. The one occasion I know specifically was the one that I mentioned before during the argument where he suddenly had a glass of whiskey. And I remember it being like, I remember clock because I grew up counting people's drinks. I remember clocking that it was a very large pour in the glass of whiskey. If you recall those, I think my question was, you know, what if any observations did you make or did Mr. Depp ever tell you about him blacking out? Mr. Depp was very open with everyone that he was a heavy user. And um, <clears throat> I have an idea uh, how they can resolve this whole bullshit and also get their money out of each other um, is if they make a movie about their relationship 
there you go. It's a fucking $200 million movie right there. Everybody's watching this film. So uh, turn it into a film and act as yourselves and uh, keep all the profits for yourselves. He told me about, I know there was one instance where he had this big... Just use this as a script. Very large house property. So if Sweetser Avenue goes like this, um, the house that I was staying at, 76 is down here, then there's 78, which is right here, and then up here is 80, and then across the street, I guess, is 82. And 82 is a very large compound. So he and I were staying, I was at 76 or up at 80, and then 82 they lived in for a brief period of time. I bet Sweetser's pretty uh, busy these days. Everybody's going to go check it out. Um, and he told me about, like, vanishing into 82, into the, like, the property, into the, like, because it was very lush and very, a lot of trees, um, and went up quite far, up the hill, and he told me about kind of, like, blacking out and going in there on one instance. Um, <laughs> he told me, I know that he told me that in... Australia, um, he had blacked out, um, but he also told me that he fucked up, so I don't know. Um, blacking out, by the way, that's, that's a really bad sign. Um, blacking out in your, don't remember what you just freaking did, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a clear signal you need to, you need to change, make some changes. In terms of specific blackouts, there were a number, there, uh, I think he said on the plane, he, he said that he didn't remember what had happened. What, if anything, did Mr. Depp say to you about whether he wanted to become sober and clean? Mr. Depp um, expressed to me that he wanted to get sober for Amber, that he didn't enjoy being sober. Um, that it was okay, my sweethearts, you don't have to be sober. Just uh, I, I will look out. I will help you um, remain. Uh, you don't have to remain sober, but you obviously for your health, for everyone involved, your children, sanity. Um, and also productivity, just cutting down on your productivity if you black, you're blacking out and party too much. So you need someone around like me, like yourself, who's uh, all about temperance and enjoying, um, you know, go ahead and enjoy fatty. Even go ahead and enjoy a, enjoy a bump or two, you know, if it's like celebration especially, you know, but it's, uh, um, yeah, stay away from the cigarettes, my love. And uh, the hard liquor, and uh, you know, get rid of the toxic bitches in your life. So you did the right thing in divorcing this bitch. But I just don't get why you married her in the first place. That it wasn't fun, and that yeah, it's not fun. It, it was just this is okay, my love, Johnny. This is how I stopped uh, drinking too much. Um, the, it was a it was the super moon night in Taipei and I was on a rooftop party with some friends and actually that there was a there was another part of that evening that was very enjoyable or, or 
shocking um, uh, involving an Irishman and myself uh, Irish friends um, and uh, at any point that's not important to the, the story which is that I was so amazed I, I drank sure I drank uh, I drank you know a goodly amount um, but it was a Superman, and nobody else was looking at the moon, checking out. But it was the most, it was the most incredible, mind-blowing thing at the time. And I was just, uh, it actually distressed me a little bit that nobody else seemed to care. So I, I left the party, and I remember sitting on the curb and uh, looking up at the moon and a Taiwan pijo, Taiwan beer. Um, and uh, oh yeah, and and uh, but there were um, a couple times when I I couldn't remember like I had had these awesome conversations with people and I could barely remember it or not at all and uh, because I dr I drank too much so this kind of like wasted time basically I mean sure yeah maybe it was it was fun while it lasted but you don't even have memories from that evening so when I couldn't remember conversation awesome conversations that helped me to stop drinking so much I mean go ahead and get tipsy get tipsy but don't get tipsy all the time because uh, you know your tolerance level is raised and also you might be allergic to it, you might, uh, but no, apparently you drink, you drink too much. So just like uh, moderation, everything in moderation, you know, have a good, have a drink, have a fucking drink. You deserve it. Every, every day is a happy, uh, you know, every hour is happy hour, really, when you think of it. But, you know, just in moderate, moderation and everything. And then everything, you can appreciate everything. And, uh, can remember everything and uh, as well as you know your herbage that's that's fucking awesome that's epic that's legendary respect bro you know I'm Rastafarian too um, it's mother nature's gift stick to that stick to that and and um, yeah I'm like a bottle of wine not not a half a bottle of wine every day with your meals for digestion and uh, to enjoy your uh, afters, your afters, and that's what I recommend, my love. Distressing and exhausting um, and very hard to do. He didn't, he really, really um, resented having to be sober. Um, yeah. He didn't, he didn't want to be. And, and what, if anything, did yes. Mr. Depp say to you about his perception of Amber's role in him? I used to think that, too, by the way, that, um, you know, or I've met alcoholics who think that. But that is a, kind of a self-defeating, self-destructive attitude towards liquor, okay? Is to is to use it to medicate yourself. Um, 
that's not medication, man. That's running away from something. You know, in this case, it was your shitty, toxic relationship with this cunt. Yes, she is a cunt. I would agree wholeheartedly that, yes, Amber Tid is the proverbial cunt that we've all been dreaming about, apparently, to stream her up, and she, now she's the villain of the century. Evil bitch. Yeah, we love to hate her. Becoming sober and clean. He expressed a number of times that he felt... Even feminists love to hate this bitch. I'm a feminist, and I, I hate this bitch. Um, because uh, she... Uh, um, you know, like this guy, he's a good guy, and she's she uh, she don't know how to treat a good guy. That's an understatement. In fact, uh, she tried to destroy him. In fact, I don't put anything past her. I'm glad he's wearing a bulletproof vest. I think it, uh, hopefully he listened to my advice. Wear a fucking bulletproof vest, cause this bitch is gonna she's gonna take you out. Um, if she can. That seems clear to me. That's her. Uh, she's the very malevolent, uh, rage-filled, uh, petty, spiteful, violent bitch. Um, that he married for almost two years, and yeah, it almost ruined his life. And it could be the death of him. So, thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny, for wearing a bulletproof vest, as I suggested, my dear, my darling. And uh, yes, one of these days, your career is going to be better than ever, and hers, she will be in jail. My prediction is, Miss Turt will get three years prison time. Eventually, it might, it might take a couple of years to put her in jail for perjury, fabrication of evidence, um, whatever malicious intent, uh, um, conspiracy to fucking, or what it was that, um, she should be charged with domestic violence, that would put her in jail, because there's pretty, oh, there's a lot of proof, so I would recommend, I recommend that uh, my, my boyfriend, Mr. Johnny Depp, he counters you for domestic violence and guess what if she is found to have assaulted him then she will go to fucking jail and wouldn't that be nice it sure would oh I think it would at least felt like she was his leash and she was holding him back from doing what he wanted to do in terms of substances and alcohol. Um, oh, I just want to go back to another incident that I remember. He told me he blacked out, was on, on the island. He went to the Bahamas. There were two different instances. One was, um, I guess, like they had only recently met. And he told me that he passed out face down in the sand while his kids were there. And that um, the staff had like whisked his kids away so that they didn't see it. Mr. Tillerite, when you said that Mr. Depp uh, 
use the term monster. What do you recall him saying about that? And the language that ended up being kind of settled on was that there was a side of him that was the monster and that it was not who he was, but it was something that lived within him that he had to battle. And the language that he always used was that of um, battle and battling, battling the demon, battling the monster. So that the monster, you know, he would say things like, the monster will not win. Um, I will not be that type of man, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be that type of man or husband. I don't want to hurt, uh, he would call her slim, our slim, our girl, referring to all of her friends and him and her and I, Yeah. What, if any, observations did you make of Mr. Depp, both in terms of physical as well as temperament, when you perceived him as having too much to drink? Mr. Depp would drink and or take drugs. He would get very mean, very surly, very... Paranoid, extremely paranoid. He would weave these elaborate situations in which Amber was having affairs with every man that she ever worked with and every woman she ever came in contact with. Um, He became very demeaning. Johnny is incredibly intelligent, incredibly smart and witty, and he would point his jokes at people... um, Amber's appearance, her talent, um, her lack of talent as he perceived it, um, why he thought that she was actually famous, which he always implied was just because of her looks, Um, and because he thought that everyone wanted to have sex with her, um, and he would insult his fans. Um, he called them, I remember he called them remoras, which is the type of um, sucker fish that attaches itself to the hull of a ship and puts a hole in it and then sinks it. Um, he would rail against his mother and his sister, um, sisters, pretty much, you know, Anyone that he felt had crossed him or could cross him, um, he became very nasty about. What, if anything, do you recall Mr. Depp saying about uh, his mother and comparing his mother to Amber? Mr. Depp told me that his mom was viciously cruel to him during his upbringing um, and that she was also viciously like violent um, with him and with his siblings and with his father. Um, He referred to her, pardon my language, as a bitch um, and a cunt. Yeah, Yeah, she was. A lot. Yeah, she was. Um, Both of them. Both of them. And he 
seem to kind of compare them in the sense that he was he said at one point um something to the effect it's right here actually uh yeah i already have a mom who's a bitch to me i don't need another one in my life there was a fair bit of that kind of like you know my mom's been awful enough to me already i don't need another woman who's gonna also be awful to me what if any discussions did you have with johnny about the fights he had with amber we had a lot of discussions about his fights with amber um what do you recall in the very beginning he expressed that she made him feel crazy that he was so in love that it made him feel crazy the very first time that I mentioned September of 2013 when he and I were alone together a lot he expressed that he thought that she was cheating on him and sleeping with her co-stars in England on the films and I said to him or in the film and I said to him listen you know I know her I think pretty well and I talk to her a lot and I think think if she was having an affair I would be one of the very few people that she would tell about it and I don't hold secrets or lies for anybody and I would I would tell you if that was happening so you could make your own decisions but um as far as I know that's really not the case and I think that she's really in love with you and I think that she also is worried that you are having affairs because both of you are used to being sex symbols on earth and both of you need to just accept the fact that you're really in love with each other and lean in and be together and love each other um and he told me that sometimes his jealousy would make him um fiddle crazy and outside himself and that uh he had to get it under control um and that it would cause them to fight to be specific in regard to your question um he told me about the fight that they had the time that i went up there are you asking for specific instances or are you asking about the nature of their fights no i I am asking for what he told you about their fights and specific instances yes so to continue with what i was saying from before he told me about the fight um in the middle of the night uh when i was living down the hill at sweetser when i I mentioned that i saw him with a heavy pour of whiskey i went outside to the pool and spoke to him um and he told me about the argument that they had had and that she gets mean during fights um and that it really hurts his feelings and that he then lashes out at her she called him old and he then calls her soon to be ugly um, and talentless and that they get really ugly with each other um he told me about a fight that they had um we went to england that september um it was whitney's birthday i think Amber's sister Whitney um, 
and Amber was stuck working. My birthday, Raquel's birthday, and Whitney's birthday, the three people who she was the closest to, um, all have birthdays in September. And Raquel's just before the end of August, whatever. We're all Virgos, and um, she couldn't be with any of us on our birthday, so we all went to England to surprise her. And during that trip, Johnny proposed to her, um, and they then, I'm pretty sure that night after the proposal, got in a huge fight, um, <laughs> which he all, they both told me about separately. Um, and he said, I'm pretty sure that he trashed the hotel room. wanted to interject something about that's a huge red flag if you have like a massive argument like that after the proposal wow that's not a very bad way to start off a relationship totally red flag city red flag city let's see I spoke to him after I went and talked to him after their their fight on the plane. Um, so t- t- that's the that's the Boston L.A. plane incident. Is that right? That's correct. So, Mr. Tellerwright, I'm going to ask you about the Boston L.A. flight uh, incident. You talked about it a little bit earlier, and you just said now that you spoke with Mr. Depp about it. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. What do you recall of your discussion with Mr. Depp about the Boston plane incident that happened in May of 2014? And I went upstairs to his bedroom, which was like blacked out, um, and I, I woke him up. I remember shaking his shoulder and saying to him, hey, buddy, like, wake up, which was not something that a lot of people did to Johnny, wake him from his slumber. He woke up and we had a conversation about what happened on the plane. He didn't really remember being on the plane. He didn't really remember getting what, off the plane. What was what that uh, jump in the um, film? What did they cut out there? Um, he didn't really remember much detail of anything. And, I, and he swore up and down that he was going to stop and he was going to stop drinking and taking drugs and he was going to never do it again. How was that incident? What, what if any uh, meetings related to alcohol uh, did you and Amber attend in this time frame? I understand because we didn't go to many meetings. Um, we, we, I took Amber with me to um, Al-Anon, which is a, it's like a sister program to AA for the family and friends and loved ones of addicts and alcoholics, which I regularly attended. So she came with me to a number of Al-Anon meetings, and she also had, um, I think, one or two phone calls with my dad's wife about how she dealt with helping him um, get off of his drugs and and drink less, and um, she read a number of books about it. That's the, uh, that's the trick. Just drink less. Don't drink so much that you pass out. She was watching documentaries about it. She would listen to any radio show she could get on, like anything, anything she could get her hands on that would give her some tools for how to deal with this, she consumed in that period. What if any...
Did, did Johnny have with you in this time frame about wanting to get back with Amber after the Boston plane incident? We went to New York and um, I remember we were staying at the Ace Hotel in Midtown. Um, and Johnny started reaching out to me. He, he went eventually back to Boston to start filming again would have been in like the next day or two because we weren't there for that long <clears throat> and um he reached out to me and basically said to the something to the effect of like you know i have to fix this i will do anything that i can and then uh while he was in boston he let me know and I think he was trying to reach Amber too, but she didn't. She wasn't ready to talk to him. Um, he let me know that he had um, engaged Dr. Kipper and that he intended, with every fiber in his being, to get sober. And that the nature of the conversation at that point was that he he was going to beat this thing. You know. Please describe for me what transpired. What what you discussed with Johnny and Amber relating to Australia in 2015. After they were, because they were married in February and they went to Australia in the spring. Um, you know, can I, I'm going to interrupt you just for a moment and forgive me, I just want to keep it chronologically there. Um, you, you described earlier that you were present for the wedding, correct, in February of 2015? Yes. Okay. Uh, and you also had discussed uh, about Amber wanting Johnny to be sober for the wedding. <laughs> what, if any, observations did you make about Johnny at the ceremony and with respect to whether he was sober and clean? You know, I don't actually know whether Johnny was. I don't think Johnny was drinking on the day of their wedding. I really don't actually think he was. Let me rephrase that. Before the ceremony on the day of their wedding. Because I was going back and forth between their um, respective like private preparation quarters where they were getting ready because I was technically her best man and his son Jack was his best man. But I wasn't one of the girls and felt more comfortable over there with them but I was helping all the girls so I was running back and forth on this golf cart between I was also taking pictures I was one of two people who had, was friends with them that had worked as a photographer so I volunteered to take pictures so I was um, very intimately with Johnny and Jack leading up to the wedding and he wasn't drinking I don't think I don't I don't remember seeing him drink and then let me ask you this after the ceremony as you were walking to the reception what if anything did Johnny Depp say to you about Amber as we were walking back from the ceremony um, we were coming into Cafe Los Carrones which is the, where the party was happening and I was walking with Johnny and congratulating him that they pulled it off and that they they did it you know and he said um, we're married 
punch her in the face and nobody can do anything about it. So I'm going to now turn your direction to Australia uh, roughly a, a month later after the wedding. Um, you, were, you weren't present in Australia with uh, Amber and Joni, correct? That's correct. I'm showing you what has been marked as exhibit number three. Do you recognize anybody in this picture? I do, yeah, myself and Miss Heard. I do, yeah. Please describe what you see. I see a number of long, thin cuts. And what, if any, similarity are those to the ones you just described uh, having seen after Amber returned from Australia? Very similar. All right. And are they the same? Were they different ones? I would have no way of knowing if they're the same or different ones, but they're similarly long, skinny cuts like the ones that I saw after she came back from Australia. I'm going to show, Mr. Tellerite, I'm going to show you what has been marked as exhibit number. December 2015 at Amber's Penthouse. I remember this being one of the injuries that I was shown when I arrived at uh, Penthouse 3 at the Eastern Building on December 16th, 2016. And does this picture that's marked as exhibit number six accurately depict the what you recall seeing? I remember this being one of, um, I think, maybe two scalp injuries that there were. I remember there was another well, but I could be mistaken. I believe there was another one was on a different part of her head as well. Do you recognize uh, the picture that is set forth as uh, exhibit number seven? 
Yes, I do. Please describe for me what what is depicted in this picture that you recognize. This was a picture of Amber's scalp. And does it accurate? Does this accurately uh, depict what you? And that was, that's a pretty dark comment. That one, and uh, there was another dark, pretty dark comment that you said about. Killer and raper to make sure she was dead and raper corpse. I mean that was so, so that's pretty disgusting thoughts. And if uh, you know this guy sounds like he was he was like a moderator, a mediator between them. And like you mentioned, he knew Amber longer, so he felt comfortable, more comfortable at her house, for example. So I think we're getting some pretty uh, balanced, balanced testimony and um, a balanced observer and, and informed. So I'm taking as a, a strong, uh, you know, very credible witness, but Curious as to um, if Johnny ever confessed to using physical violence, or or um, if um, yeah, if he ever, I mean, did he did he like maybe hit her her on the head? What you saw uh, when you were shown it, uh, as you testified earlier in December 2015? Yes, it does. Mr. Tillerite, I'm going to show you what has been marked as deposition exhibit number eight. Uh, do you recognize this picture? Yes, I do. Please describe um, what's depicted there. This is Amber Heard's face. With a very swollen lip. And does this uh, accurately depict what you observed when you arrived at Amber Heard's penthouse in December 2015? Yes. I'm going to show you what has been marked as deposition exhibit number nine. Do you recognize this picture? Yes, I do. Please describe. This is the clump of hair that I was shown. I believe when I arrived at Penthouse 3 on the night of December 16th, 2015. Does this accurately and genuinely depict the scene that you recall seeing? Yes, it does. Thank you. Now, did what what if any plans was there as of December 16, 17 of 2015 for Amber? That comment about uh, now that we're married, I can punch her in the face and nobody can do anything about it. Um, that almost sounds to me like, so he did that. Maybe he did punch her in the face. I would dare to say that nobody deserved it better. 
number to be uh, spending Christmas with Mr. Depp and his kids. Do you recall? Getting the pictures down while we talk. Yes, I do recall. Um, there was a plan for um, Johnny and Amber and Lily Rose and Jack and uh, Raquel and her boyfriend or fiance at the time, Josh, um, to go to the Bahamas. Oh, and Raquel's mom and Amber's parents to go to the Bahamas and spend Christmas on the island together. Um, yeah. Mr. Tillerite, I'm going to ask you, what if any conversations did you have with Johnny Depp about the December 15 incident? I don't think that he and I, I don't know that he and I had a direct conversation about it. I'm not sure to me and Amber heard about a video that she sent me. Okay. Now it starts out, hi, uh, Steve left me a voicemail at 5 a.m. Uh, and that's from you, correct? That's correct. Do you remember what the voicemail message was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Johnny called me at 5 in the morning and left me a voicemail in the character of um, some kind of management of like a property manager um, and he said something about yes hello this is management and um, I don't remember what he said but it was something to do with like we have a situation that we need to change out the something and it was just a lengthy just off the wall nutbag ramble in the character of Management. Mr. Tillerite, I'm going to show you what has been marked as exhibit number 17, and then Alex, I'm going to ask you to play this. Oh, you got this one. You got this going? Oh, really? 
her and her boyfriend, Josh, who's a big dude, would be able to get there the fastest. And uh, I, I called or texted her right away, and I hung up with her and immediately called 911 in New York. And then I called a friend of mine in L.A. who I knew had met Amber a number of times, and I think... I may have placed a second call to NYPD, now I'm off. Okay, we're back. Watch live. Amber Heard testifies in defamation trial. Johnny Depp v. Amber Heard, Day 17, Law and Crime Network. It's no longer live, but... Anything oh well. that Johnny Depp ever told you about Amber Heard being physically violent to him? Nothing ever at any point. Do you agree with me that... Uh, Mr. Depp and Miss Heard. Never. So, what the fuck happened in that incident where um, she screamed and she said, I'll peel your hair back? Whatever that means. What does that even mean? I'll peel your hair back. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, like, I'll scalp you? Huh. Looking it up, I'm gonna look it up. What does it mean if someone says, I will peel your hair back? It doesn't peel definition. Try not to slip on the arm. It doesn't even come out. It doesn't make sense. I'll peel your hair back. To me, it sounds like an Irish. Uh, sounds like an Irish set. Peel your hair back. Help! Help! Uh, many verbal arguments. Yes, I do. And you were a witness to a lot of those verbal arguments, correct? I was a witness to some verbal arguments. Okay. And. Did you ever hear Ms. Hurd say anything mean to Mr. Depp in those arguments? Yes. <laughs> and did you ever hear Ms. Hurd say anything vicious to Mr. Depp in those arguments? Yes. So would you agree with me that when they argued, they were mean and vicious to one another in what they said? I would categorize it very differently, sir. Well, you testified oh, that you heard Ms. Heard say mean and vicious things to Mr. Depp when they argued, and vice versa. Is that accurate? What? Yes. And although you witnessed arguments, verbal arguments between the two of them, where they exchanged mean and vicious statements, you never saw Mr. Depp assault or beat Ms. Heard on any occasion, correct? Judge? No, I never saw either of them physically assaulted. Did you ever experience him become violent as a result of or because of smoking cigarettes or drugs? As I've already explained to you probably eight times, I've never seen Mr. Depp become physically violent or Ms. Heard. So if that's what you're asking me, if he smoked a cigarette and that made him violent, I think you know that that's ridiculous, and the answer is, again, no. Did you ever witness 
Mr. Staff become violent in any manner uh, on account of him smoking cigarettes or drugs? If you want my honest answer, my honest answer is that Mr. Depp mixed substances constantly, and I keep trying to tell you that. He mixed all kinds of things together when he got crazy and violent, so, and upset and paranoid, so, and I never knew what he had taken. When you say, when you say when he got violent, when did you see him get violent? I saw, I saw Mr. Depp throw glasses and dishware on at least two occasions, which I would characterize as physically violent. And do I know if he'd smoked marijuana or cigarettes? Before that, I don't know. When were those two occasions? Sometime during the time that I was living in Switzerland. Through a glass at a oh. and, and one sets at the Eastern Building. And prior to throwing those dishes, did you witness him um, imbibing any drugs or alcohol? tell you but seeing as Mr. Depp always was smoking cigarettes and marijuana my assumption would be yes Who's your next witness? We, we have another uh, video deposition, Raquel Pennington. It, it's a long one, so we can listen to some of it. All right, that's why we're going to start. Okay. Oh, we're going to start it today. At least get 30 minutes in. Okay. That's okay. fine. Yeah. All right. And, Your Honor, just for your benefit, the jury's benefit, the questioning starts with Ms. Vasquez on behalf of Mr. Depp, and then I question Ms. Pennington at some point, which will probably be tomorrow. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Please state your name for the record. Raquel Pennington. 
what city and state do you currently reside? Los Angeles, California. You've been deposed before, right? Yes. And you were deposed in this first divorce proceeding for Mr. Depp, is that correct? Yes. Have you been deposed in any other matter? No. What was the purpose of the declaration that you submitted during Mr. Depp and Ms. Hurd's divorce? The purpose of the thing that I wrote, which I don't know if it was technically called a declaration or whatever it was, it was to write down my account of events as fresh in my memory as possible. And Ms. Hurd asked you to, to write down your witness account, is that correct? I, I do not remember actually. I think, I don't know. Did Mr. Depp ask you to write down anything in support of any legal filings? I, I, I don't remember. So it's your testimony sitting here today that you don't remember one way or another, whether it was Mr. Depp or Ms. Ms. Hurd that asked you to write down your witness account during their divorce. Is that correct? Um, I wrote down my account. That is the memory that I have. I wrote down everything as clearly as I could remember it as soon as I could. You provided a witness statement in the UK proceedings. Is that correct? I believe so. Do you recall how many witness statements you provided? Just one. And you provided this witness statement to the son's attorneys? The son's attorneys. I don't know who it got provided to. Did you testify in the UK trial? Um, yes. And for which party did you testify for in the UK trial? I believe it was the, um, publication. And by the publication, you mean the son? Yes. When was the last time you spoke to Ms. Hurd? Perhaps six months ago, maybe more. What did you and Ms. Hurd speak about? Probably, um, it was before her baby was born. So we were mostly speaking about her baby at that point. Did you speak to, when was the last time you spoke to Ms. Whitney Hurd? Um, around, uh, November, October, November of last year. And when you say last year, you mean 2021? Yes. When did you first meet Ms. Amber Hurd? 
um, I believe it was 2003. When you met Ms. Hurd in 2003, you developed a friendship. Is that right? Yes. Would you say you were best friends? Um, we became very close friends. Your friendship with Ms. Hurd had persisted through her relationship with Mr. Depp. Is that correct? Yes. I can't seem to get away. Is an American, okay, Leonard Gravitz's daughter, American actor, singer, and model, Zoe Kravitz. So, what happened with Hank? She I, looks, I went down and he said, uh, Anthony said that, that he didn't I, know about it. I think he, he got here? in a fight with the pig. Who? Oh. I think he got in a fight with the pig. Hank got in a fight with the yeah, pig? Yeah, and he scratched him in the, in the cock. Yeah, I'll go for the ball. He got dude. you. He got you bad, motherfucker, mm. huh? Why you have to bother Samson? Yeah, leave him the fuck alone. This place ain't big enough for both of you? Because I'm sure the pig doesn't bother Hank. Who is Nana Cherry's son? Singing, 
Nanachari, his mother's daughter with Amaduja. Eagle eye, no. Plus is Don Cherry. Who is you? Who's who is well who's Nanachari? Who is Nanachari's parents? It was something shocking. She's a Swedish singer, songwriter. No, she's Swedish. <laughs> Rapper DJ. Whoa. I didn't know she's fucking Swedish. That's hilarious. I thought she was. Who was Nina Cherry's father? Amadouja. Uh, who was Nina Cherry's mother? Loki Cherry. Swedish interdisciplinary artist and designer who worked in textiles, fashion design. Uh. Uh, let me get down there, see how she's doing. I gave her three aspirin and she's on the frequencies. Okay. Does Nana Cherry have a daughter? Mabel Tyson McVeigh and Naima Carlson. Cherry on Buffalo stands for and Coke for radio plays. What the fuck? People ask me where I've been for 18 years. No internet. Okay. I wanna fly away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you were friends with Miss Heard through her divorce from Mr. Dak as well. Is that correct? Yes. Other than when you lived at the Eastern Columbia building, which we'll get to, did you ever live with Ms. Heard? Yes. When was this? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen. Yeah. Where did you both live? We lived on Holly Drive. Was that a home? Yes. And did you pay rent? Um, no. Did Ms. Heard? Yes. Sitting here today, do you still consider Ms. Heard a friend? Um... wouldn't consider her not a friend. What the fuck is this a chick up to? What does that mean? We don't speak. We are not enemies. Why don't you speak? Um, we grow apart. 
Shelly, can I just have my question read back? Yes. Sitting here today, you can't give me one reason why you grew apart from Ms. Hurd. I wanted to spend more time with other people in my life and prioritize other relationships and other other relationships. Your friendship with Amber Heard. Did you ever see her using illicit drugs? Can you define illicit drugs? Not prescribed. Um, yes. Did you ever see her use cocaine? Yes. How many times? Many, many, many. I don't know. Outlet? What? No. Less than 10? Yes. Less than five? Yes. If you remember, when was the first time you ever saw Amber Heard use cocaine? I, I don't remember. Yeah, she told the jury, remember, she told the jury she never used cocaine. Did you ever do cocaine with Ms. Heard, Amber Heard? Was there a point in your relationship with Ms. Amber using more cocaine? Uh, no. Did you ever see Ms. Amber Heard use cocaine while she was in a relationship with Mr. Duff? Yep. Yes. Are you aware that Ms. Amber Heard has taken a drug called Provigil? Mm, no. Did she ever tell you that she had stopped anything about that? Was she in a relationship with Mr. Depp? Did you say each of the five times? What? Right. Not each of the five times. How many times that you observed Amber Heard use mushrooms was she in a relationship with Mr. Depp? Maybe three. Do you recall the specific occasions when you saw Amber Heard use mushrooms while she was in a relationship with Mr. Depp? Um, Why are mushrooms, I mean, yeah. She already talked about on the stand, like her her um, wedding shower or something like that. Uh, that they would be drinking wine and mushrooms, have some mushrooms and wine. 
those are a whole nother class. Those are entheogenics. Those are those are not not really the same thing as coke. I don't understand why this is an issue. Relevant here. Objection. The first Coachella that we went to. Relevant. The second Coachella that we went to. Was Mr. Daff at Hicksdale? Yes. Around June of 2014, you moved into one of the penthouses in the Eastern Columbia building. Is that correct? I don't remember which month, but I did move into the penthouses. Approximately in 2014. And Ms. Hurd at the time was in a relationship with Mr. Depp, correct? Yes. And it was Mr. Depp who invited you to live in one of the penthouses, right? Uh, they both did. When you say they both did, they both sit you down and invite you to live in the penthouses? I don't remember how the invitation happened, but it came from both of them. This was a penthouse Mr. Dad owned, how right? Correct. And specifically, the one you lived in, it was referred to as Penthouse One, right? Correct. And when you moved in, Mr. Dad gave you a master key to all the penthouses he owned, right? It could have been um, one of his assistants. When you say one of his assistants, you mean Mr. one of Mr. Daff's assistants? Correct. So one, either Mr. Daff or one of his assistants gave you a master key to all the penthouses that he owned, correct? Mm, yes. Mr. Daff never charged Mr. Drew for rent while he lived at Penthouse One, did he? He did not charge uh, him any rent. Did either of you get physical? No. And how was this argument resolved? We talked it out. You recalled another argument with Ms. Heard at Holly House, is that correct? Mm hmm What was this argument about? I don't recall. I don't quite remember. I don't know. I think that we were setting up for Thanksgiving and um, we were looking for These people's memories are uh, so shit. Maybe some glasses or some dishware. We had just moved in and we couldn't find them anywhere. And then um, she finally found them in a place that I thought I had looked and uh, we started arguing about that. 
she thought that I wasn't uh, looking hard enough, I think, and I told her that I thought that I looked there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what their argument was about. Um, was this just a verbal altercation or did you get physical with each other? Um, yeah, I believe that we, I believe that I pushed her. <laughs> How did Miss Amber Heard react to that? She, she either pushed or hit me back. Yeah. You know where she, where she hit you? I think it was on my cheek. This is bullshit. People don't get angry and, and fight over stupid shit like that. Really, no. Do you recall any other physical altercations that you've had with Miss Amber Heard? Uh, no. Do you recall any specific instances when you saw Amber Heard get into a fight with someone else? Uh, no. In the time you've known Amber Heard, have you ever seen her wear hair extensions? Yeah, yes. Did she have hair extensions in while she was in a relationship with Mr. Death? I... Uh, I, I don't know when exactly she had them throughout the time of knowing her. I'm going to mark as Pennington Exhibit 1, Ms. Pennington's witness statement in the UK proceeding, which is dated June 16th, 2020. Ms. Pennington, first and foremost, do you recognize this document? Yes. This is what I think happened. Okay, they haven't really talked, or they're, they're saying that. They're saying, just saying that they haven't really talked to each other for like six months. So she doesn't have to um, testify to anything within the six, past six months, but they've probably been talking and uh, they decided to say that when it came up in court. And, uh, so I think she's, uh, you know, they're pretending to be kind of distanced from one another so that you don't have to say and talk about anything incriminating. That's my take on it. Ms. Pennington, this is a sworn witness statement that you, you provided in the UK, right? I understand. I wanted to get to the bottom and make sure that this was the one that I signed and saw the date. And that was the document. I just finished it. Yes, this is the document. Did you write this witness statement yourself? Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Yes. Thank you. Did anyone help you write this? Did Amber Heard help you write this? No. Did Amber Heard's counsel help you write this? Yeah. No. 
other than your attorney, did you speak with anyone about the preparation of this witness statement? No. Could please turn to the 10th page of the document where your signature is or a signature is? Is that your signature on the 10th page of this document, Ms. Pennington? That is my e-signature, yes. Are all the statements in this document true to the best of your knowledge and recollection? Kind of. Yes. You previously testified that you went on a trip to Hicksville with uh, Ms. Hurd, Mr. Depp, and some other friends. Is that correct? Yes. Do you recall when this trip occurred? not off the top of my head. Do you recall who else went on that trip? Yes. Who else was on that trip? Um, Whitney Heard. Nathan, who was um, one of Johnny's assistants. Um, Brittany Eustace, Kelly Milano, anyone else that you can recall? Trying to remember. I, I don't remember anybody else. Where were you all staying? At Hicksville Trailer Park. Did you personally witness Mr. Depp become, quote, angry and aggressive, end quote, toward a friend of yours? <coughs> yes. Relative to where Mr. Depp was, where were you when this occurred? Um, we were around a campfire. My question is a bit more specific. Relative to where Mr. Jeff was when this occurred, where were you sitting or standing? I was at the same campfire. How close were you in to a Mr. circle? Uh, six to 10 feet. What time of day did this occur? Evening. Have you consumed any drugs or alcohol at this time? Sure, lots. I think so. <laughs> what do you recall consuming at that time? Um, I don't remember. Likely wine. I don't remember specifically. Do you smoke any weed? <laughs> no. Did you consume any cocaine? No. How about shrooms? Have you consumed any mushrooms? Yep. Probably. Uh, I believe so. 
Have you consumed any MDMA? No. Who was the friend that you referenced Mr. Depp became, quote, angry and aggressive towards? Um, Kelly. Kelly Sue. How did you know her? She was um, married to a work friend of mine. Do you have any independent recollection of how long you had known Kelly Sue Milano by the time Hicksville occurred? More than one year, less than two. What did you witness Kelly Sue Milano doing that evening before Mr. Depp became, quote, angry and aggressive? I witnessed her hang out with the rest of the group. Did you see her consume any alcohol? Um, not that I remember. Do you see her smoke any weed? No. Consume cocaine? No. Did you see her consume any mushrooms? Shrimps, just say shrimps. Say weed. Did you smoke any weed? Maybe one. Sore, I'm 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 genuinely trying to remember. I saw I saw her eat some amount. I don't know how much. Did you see her consume any MDMA? No. You testified that Mr. Depp said words to the effect of quote, get off my woman, end quote, to your friend. Is that right? I testified that. Did you personally hear Mr. Depp say that? Yes. Is this the quote, angry and aggressive end quote conduct by Mr. Depp that you testified to? Yes. Other than telling Kelly Sue Milano to quote, get off his woman end quote, what did you personally observe Mr. Depp do that was quote, angry and aggressive end quote? That was, that was what happened. Then I think Amber, I think they were, Kelly and Amber were hugging on a chair out by the fire. He came out of nowhere, said that. And then I think that Amber and Johnny went back to the, um, to their trailer. Other than hearing Mr. Depp say something to the effect of get off my woman. <laughs> what did you personally observe Mr. Depp do that was quote angry and aggressive? That's it. Did you hear Amber say anything to Mr. Depp? No, I don't remember her saying anything. Did you hear Amber Heard raise her voice when speaking to Mr. Depp? No. What, if anything, do you remember about Amber's reaction to Mr. Depp's behavior? She was trying to comfort him. 
this evening, Hicksville, did you ever see Amber Heard consume any drugs or alcohol? I didn't see it. You didn't see Miss Edwine? Yeah, I don't I don't remember a specific time watching her take a sip of a drink. Was she holding a drink? Yep. I don't remember. Of course. And this evening in Hicksville, did you see Mr. Dobbs consume any drugs or alcohol? I I didn't see any specific image in my mind of him consume. Did you personally witness Mr. Depp, quote, in a rage, end quote, that Ms. Heard described? Did I personally witness the rage in the trailer? Yeah. No. Did you hear Mr. Depp yelling in the trailer? No. Did you hear Ms. Heard yelling in the trailer? No. Did you personally see that the trailer was, quote, trashed, as Ms. Heard described? The next morning? Yes. Yes. What specifically did you see in the trailer? The thing I remember specifically was the light fixtures have been knocked off. You didn't see Mr. Depp knock off the light fixtures in the trailer, is that correct? I did not see it. So the only thing you know about what happened in that trailer is what Ms. Heard told you and your observations of the light fixtures being knocked off, is that correct? The only thing I know about what happened in the trailer is what she told me and what I saw the next morning. And the only thing you saw the next morning was that the light fixtures had been knocked off, is that correct? That was not the only thing I saw. It is the specific thing I saw. What else do you recall about the trailer? It was in a general disarray. What does that mean? It was trash. It was torn apart. What besides the light fixtures were thrown apart? I've already told you specifically, I remember the light fixtures. The rest is a general disarray. What is a general disarray to you, Ms. Pennington? Stuff off the counters, uh, cushions thrown around, things strewn about on the floor. Did you see Ms. Heard shortly after she returned from Australia? All right. Why don't we just stop yes. right there? So that'd be a good breaking point, I think. Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and break for the evening. Again, do not discuss uh, uh, this case with anybody and don't do any outside research. And we'll see you in the morning at 9 o'clock. All right. Get some sleep. Okay. Thank you. Just have a few items. I just, just for the record, I want to make sure exhibit uh, plaintiff 
1248 from yesterday actually should be corrected in the record to plaintiff's 1248A. Is that correct? That's correct, Your Honor. Thank okay, you. Okay, good. All right. And so the witnesses tomorrow, are they live, remote, or do we need a remote? We have one, one live witness tomorrow. The rest are all video depositions. So they're all depositions. So we don't need a WebEx link? No. Okay. All right. Other than that, jury instructions and verdict forms. Uh, I have received jury instructions from both parties. Thank you for that. However, I have not received agreed upon jury instructions as requested. Requested. Um, so I'm not sure if that has happened or not happened as far as getting an agreed. Your Honor, we have been trying to meet and confer with them for a week. But, you know, I, Your Honor, they're identified and emailed to Sammy. Okay, so the ones that you agreed upon? Yes. Okay, that's fine. So if, if you could do the same and just give me the, which ones you sure. agree upon. Sure. I'd appreciate that. Um, if we can get uh, also by Thursday your objections to the ones that you don't agree upon in writing to me by Thursday morning, okay? Yes, can we Can we get that just so I know what you're objecting to? Because I only have two hours on Friday morning from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. To, to, to deal with this issue. So I want to make sure we're all prepared to get that done at that time frame, okay? I understood, Your Honor. All right, yeah. great. Anything? Your Honor, I, I just want to make clear. We, we haven't seen what they sent until they sent today. So okay, that, that's fine. We've been trying to about this for a week and have I don't, I'm not interested no in anybody's finger pointing, but I understand, but we'll just go forward from here, and if I can get them Thursday morning, that'd be fantastic, okay? All right, Thank great. You, Your Honor. All right, have a good evening, and we'll Thank see you in the morning, you. okay?
Wait. Uh, Amber Heard's attempt to have defamation case thrown at his journey of lawyer arrives and screams. She's the abuser in this courtroom. Amber Heard's lawyers asked the judge to dismiss the case saying Johnny Depp had not proven his claims. Judge Penny S. Curry denied the cross regarding two statements in the Washington Post up there because it was scintilla of evidence a jury may find that they were defamatory. A scintilla. The scintillas. It's a good bad name. The request sparked angry exchanges in court with both sides strongly making their arguments. Heard's lawyer, Benjamin Rotterborn. Said that if the card agrees that Depp abused her, even one time she wins, it's that simple. How do you figure? Um, Rottenborn said that the evidence Depp abused her physically and verbally was overwhelming and undisputed. If I ever response, Depp's lawyer, Benjamin Chu, said that Depp had come forward with multiple credible witnesses, documents, and authentic tape recordings of Miss Heard herself. Raising his voice, she said she's the abuser in this courtroom. Judge Tanani would request before saying the case over her lawyers asked Judge Penny as for Denied the request regarding two statements in the Washington Post. Okay. Judge held up ruling on a third statement in that because the relevant evidence had not been brought in yet. The request sparked during the exchange of the court, both sides strongly making their arguments. Her lawyer, Benjamin Butterborn, said that the court agrees that W. The evidence satisfied all requisite amendments, even went the extra mile of showing Miss Heard physically abused him. Is it? Um, yeah, as well. Um, as well as she, uh, oh, we should get out of there. Shh. Shh. In the garden. She admitted she was the one who had, um, hit him, slapped him, slapped him across a bit, slapped him, hit him tons of times. Rottenborn also, Rotten, it's got Rotten in his name, also claimed that, Rottenborn, what a name, also claimed that Depp had failed to prove that Hurt acted with actual malice in writing the article, the test required for a defamation case. Actual malice, what are you talking, talking about? Everything she does towards him is malice. Depp's lawyer Chu said that the most convincing and most disgusting evidence was from email sent by the ACLU to the Washington Post pitching the idea of the peace. From the ACLU, oh shit, and the email one ACLU executive told a Washington Post editor that was written by Heard, who as you may recall was beaten up during her brief marriage to Johnny Depp. <coughs> who is this ACLU lawyer? Chu claimed that the ACLU helped her Heard to lie about it afterwards and called the civil rights group a co-conspirator with Miss Heard that played a frankly reprehensible role in the case. I would have to agree with that. ACLU should um, retract 
ACLU, I should send out a message. Tweet the ACLU right now. That's the best way to use my time. You should retract your uh, supports for Miss Turt. Uh, she was the abuser in the case. And and uh, uh, why is it why is it that uh, what the hell? Who did she sleep with that's in the SLU? Shit, this pussy must have a gold. This chick must have a golden pussy. <laughs> they they refused to cut her from Aquaman 2 until there were three million people assigned a petition to remove her from Aquaman 2. Ah. Alright. Um, let's see. Who's this guy, Chu, again? Depp's lawyer, Chu. Okay. What's the first name? Chu. Chu person. Okay. Um, the lawyer claimed that Heard told the ACLU to put it back in make it more spicy, referring to an allusion to Depp. Put it back in, make it more spicy. Without that, the piece would have ended up in Teen Vogue, as no one was interested in what she had to say unless she was defaming Mr. Depp. Chu said. Chu tore into her for failing to pay her $7 million divorce settlement to the ACLU and his children's hospital in Los Angeles with half going to each, which she promised. And she said, even said publicly that she had donated already the entire thing, $7 million. But she claimed on the stand she pretended to, to uh, confuse those two words, so pledge and donate. Yes, I pledged, uh, you know. So she publicly made statements that I donated, past tense, the entire amount. And then when questioned about that in court, she said, yes, donated it. Uh, uh, yeah, I pledged it. And so she, she would, said she basically, she used the two words interchangeably. They're not the same fucking thing, dumbass. She's doing that on purpose. Pretending like she doesn't know the words. And that because Mr. Depp sued her, um, she was unable to fill her obligations. Convenient. Convenient excuse. Jeez. Teen Vogue. I would be happy with Teen Vogue. Chu said it was, it was one thing for her to stiff the ACLU, ACLU, but it was another to fail to pay the hospital with sick and dying children. According to Chu, everybody and his grandmother knew that Heard was referring to her restraining order against Depp with the op-ed. Uh, he called it just a scam to get $7 million from the divorce settlement that she pocketed instead of giving it to charity as she pledged. <laughs> Chu said, 
Witness after witness has testified that Ms. Heard, far from being a figure representing domestic violence, is in fact a recidivist perpetrator of domestic violence on Mr. Depp and others. In response, Radeborg said that Chu wrote that speech for an audience outside the courtroom. Speaking of Hertz, he said she's not the abuser. She and her witnesses were put on even more evidence she suffered at the hands of Mr. Depp. Heard's personal nurse took the stand Tuesday as Johnny Depp's team rested his case. You know, she's she's already losing her looks. Amber Heard's personal nurse took the stand. Heard from Aaron Palati, also known as Aaron Borum, the former nurse of Amber Heard, who appeared by video deposition. Under questioning from one of Depp's lawyers, she walked through her notes of her treatment of Heard, starting with the first meeting in August 2014. The notes state that Heard reports history of substance abuse, including an addiction to cocaine and liquor. Heard does not smoke, but reports she drinks one to three glasses of red wine a day, the notes state. Yeah, just one to three glasses of red wine a day. The notes state two bottles. The notes state familial history of substance abuse. Both mother and father have abused and become offended on stimulants. Client admits to a history of anxiety eating disorder, attack and attention deficit disorder, bipolar disorder. Admits to a history. Codependence issues and occasional insomnia. Notes add that Heard had been experiencing increased agitation recently and has had several outbursts of anger and rage from her husband Labile. That's what Labile meant. For that, he said emotional lability is when emotions spin on a pendulum. You see someone sad and quickly transition to extreme happiness. It's like a pendulum. Hmm. Okay. For told the court. Recalled her acting like this during the time she treated her. In another remark from the notes, Bilati said, Client expressed concern to husband and Dr. Paper, Death's personal doctor. She is nervous about being alone while husband is working on a movie set in London. Expressed she has difficulty dealing with feelings of insecurity and jealousy when not in the presence of her husband. And a note from um, August 29, 2014, Bilati said that over dinner, her spoke about her confusion she thought Depp wanted her to eliminate acting career and stay home. Asked if she ever got the impression Depp wanted her to stop acting for that, he said, I don't recall that being a sentiment. In Philetti's medical notes from September 2, 2014, she wrote that her reported difficulty with jealousy issues and anxiety around fiancé's fame and ability to interact with females often. Philetti told the court she recalled a general sense of jealousy and anxiety issues cropping up over the years. The medical notices notes from September 4, 2014, Philetti noted that at dinner her became frustrated with the way staff over on miscommunication. Her calmly repeated herself, which caused 
The latter due to effect on her change in coping mechanism as previously heard, coping skills involved anger and yelling. 